Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs. Today, we are talking about the three phases of an NFT bear market. And we'll have some fun talking about where we think we are in that journey and, frankly, maybe when we come out of it, if ever. Andrew, anything anything new going on in your NFT wallet in this world? No, my wallet is my wallet's quiet. Uh, I've got nothing nothing of note to report. How about you? Well, I feel like every week that goes by and you don't get hacked, like Kevin Rose is a good week, right? Like, so I didn't get hacked because yeah, I didn't right? sign anything. I did pick up a friendship bracelet. If you if you had listened and bought, currently we are up on that call. So I, you know, we we called it at a on picking it up under point four in the point three range. It's currently trading at point four six. I don't know when you're listening to it, but it I'm feeling I'm feeling good about that that call, but. Alrighty, you gonna make what your uh, friendship bracelet, your your real life uh, friendship bracelet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make one for you. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. I, maybe, cool. yeah, maybe in our project. For, Looking for a trade for my that kids. hat, you know. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> get the hat. Uh, all right, what do we have? The block Coinbase NFT says it's passing drops for now. Coinbase uh, NFT well, no. from the block. Yeah, Coinbase from NFT. The they're pausing drops. Um, as as we all know, Coinbase NFT has not seen nearly as much activity as you would have uh, maybe guessed before they came out, or maybe everybody uh, expected. And now they are pausing drops. Now people are uh, are speculating that this could mean the end of Coinbase NFT. Uh, they are. Definitely saying that this is not that that is not the case. Is they are just pausing new mints. So they did have some scheduled. There was one artist that posted about this on Twitter, saying that she was uh, somewhat informed abruptly that uh, her mint was not going to happen on the platform. Uh, of course, there are other options. So uh, you know, I think that is it. It is probably right for them to limit what they are going to focus on uh, because it's not they aren't finding traction anywhere right now. So I don't see the point. In trying to do to offer services when uh, offers services that they really don't have any expertise in when there are probably bigger things that they could work on to to get something going on their marketplace here's a fun game for you playing at home and also for you andrew ready to play guess that number ready how much in the millions to date according to dune has uh transacted in volume how so much? you can we're looking so for a dollar. I don't know dollar I'd love to see number. this number on Dune because you can't actually get the the Coinbase numbers on Dune. I'm gonna abstain a little bit from this just because it, it is some infer- the company I work for works with uh, Coinbase and uh, oh, okay. can really comment on the <laughs> he numbers. He knows the answer, and I cannot divulge <laughs> it. All right, look for those of you playing at home. According to Fortune.com, definitely not Andrew anything proprietary. <laughs> According to Fortune.com, uh, they I'm seeing it as 
7.3 million total. Uh, all in. Yeah. It, and it, look, we know it's not a lot. And I mean, the, there has been, they haven't done much to, to bring people over to that platform. I think, you know, when you look at, yeah, when you look at the platforms like Blur and, and Looks Rare, you know, for, for all the negatives, there has been activity on those, on those platforms. You know, I'm saying more in the, the Looks Rare area of the, the wash trading, not being negative there. And there's not, there's not a lot of compelling reasons for, for traders to go to the Coinbase NFT platform uh, at this point. And, you know, frankly, I think it's probably better for artists to look somewhere else to mint anyway, if it's because you're not, I mean, you're, you're probably trying to bring collectors over to a marketplace that they aren't using regularly, which is, I mean, you know, I don't think it's the best thing for, for the artist to get more exposure and, you know, the, we, yeah, I don't know. We talked about, you know, how different networks can play a role, you know, but it, maybe it's better to go to a, a you know, an art focused platform that's not, you know, not here if it's, if you need an alternative, but otherwise I think it's, there's still a lot of great art platforms that you can get good exposure to, to existing audiences on the Ethereum. I mean, on and Coinbase is Ethereum, but uh, that are, uh, that have a lot of, that have more of an art focus that have an audience already there. Yeah. I mean, look, if you don't have an audience, if you don't have a point of view, if you're trying to be the, you know, all things to all people, OpenSea competitor, that, that wasn't the play. It was just, it was dead on arrival very clearly. Had they wanted to do something, they would have needed to have had a, a better point of view and a better hustle. And, you know, there was, there were, we were very excited a year ago and that excitement was misplaced, but we learned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've learned, man, learned a lot of lessons from those, uh, those one-time uh, events that are going to come in and just bring in millions of people, right? Such as maybe the Super Bowl. But we still see that there is another attempt at a Super Bowl commercial. Let's see, where do I have this uh, headline in here? I see it. Web3 Gaming Company Limit Break. Yeah, here we go. Uh, air commercial with an NFT giveaway. A QR code embedded within the ad will allow viewers to access one of 10,000 free tokens. I take it back. Everyone's going to be joining. It's going to so happen. This, yeah, this is the company behind uh, Digi Gaiku. I, I don't know the, the floor of this report. They've had, uh, uh, they had quite the, the run up in price when they first debuted. I believe it was a free mint. And, and the uh, reader definitely made a big deal at the time about it being a free mint and had talked about, uh, you talked about airing a Super Bowl commercial back over the summer when, when these debuted. Uh, he also was talking about how, uh, when Apple announced that they would allow NFTs and that they would take a cut. He was excited about the idea of being able to launch free NFTs. You know, since then they have, uh, they, they added more language to how they're going to regulate those. And it sounds like they will crack down on trying to use them as NFTs that get you into other NFTs. So, you know, I am curious to see how this works. I think there is a, there is a play to to get getting a mass audience here. He has uh, talked a lot about free to free to own or as being a, a model that is under uh, utilized uh, in the space. So I think that that's what he's going for. Mass audience here. 
we'll see. You know, we did have, what was it, Coinbase last year that had just a QR code that was floating around during a, a commercial. Yeah, remember that? It just sort of like doinked yeah. around the screen like an old the site. I mean, you know, people are excited about free things if there's an opportunity. So, you know, we'll see how this works. Yep, I'll probably do that. But I will not be <laughs> hey. doing it with my hot wallet that has anything there of value. There you go. I'm going to do it in my dumpy wallet. With all my bad horses in it. Can have those hackers. All right. Speaking of the Apple and the App Store, what's this one, George? Well, on this one, we have a new app that has gone live, and this is being called the decentralized Twitter killer. Nostra goes live on Apple Store. I think it is Damus is the actual app because tech bros have to name things, tech annoying things, says Nostradamus. But it's interestingly built on top of the Bitcoin Lightning Network. So very much Dorsey play here. He is um, thrilled tweeting about it right now. This is interesting. I honestly really do wish it was not built on the Bitcoin Lightning Network. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert other than, as I understand it, Bitcoin had the sole purpose of being a store of value. And ne'er shall that be, you know, violated according to Bitcoin maxis. And so I don't quite understand this push to building on top of uh, the lightning network there. But look, it is treading the way, also proving how you can have a blockchain-based uh, social media network on an app, survive the app store, you know, litany of problems and move forward. So, you know, it, this may be a first penguin in the water, meaning that it may get eaten by a shark, but make no mistake, it is being watched, I think, by other developers. Yeah, this one, I mean, it, it's interesting. You're, you're seeing a few attempts at these you know, decentralized social media. I'm definitely partial to ones built on the Ethereum network, but, you know, hard to ignore a Jack Dorsey back social media app. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't find myself betting against that individual too often. All right. Well, speaking of, uh, man, building on top of Bitcoin, uh, so it's not the first time that there is a new project that has launched NFTs on Bitcoin. Uh, this is it's, it's called the Orbitals, um, new NFT project on, on the Bitcoin network. So there is, it's, you know, definitely dividing, uh, uh believers in Bitcoin as George, you mentioned Bitcoin was made to not do anything, you know, to sort of be a digital <laughs> By design. Rock. You know, that is what it's supposed value. to do. You know, it's not supposed to have, uh, you know, it's not supposed to be like Ethereum where, it's, uh, where you're building on top of it and, it, you know, even upgrading the network changes. Bitcoin is not supposed to do that. So, you know, I can definitely understand why they're, uh, why people are maybe against this idea. So, you know, I don't... I think it'll probably end up being, uh, you know, sort of a flash in the pan of interest here and, and, and fade away. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll obviously keep tabs on that one. In my experience with technology, when you try to put a heavy load and expectation on a platform that was not designed to do in its core what it was supposed to, uh, you don't end up with a good result. I will look back at my printer, fax, scanner, phone back in the day, because I'm old enough to have seen one of these things, and it did none of those things well, right? It was originally designed to do a fax machine. My point is when you betray the core purpose of the technology and it wasn't built for that, 
it won't do all of those things really well. And Andrew's making a My joke phone. at me. His phone does all these things. <laughs> sure. It was purpose built for that, right? Like what I'm saying is that network and the way that it structures its blocks, I don't believe was designed for high volume three put of NFTs. Now, I don't know enough about the Lightning Network built on top of it, uh, but I will go real slow. Yeah. All right. And it's so ordinals. I think it is called ordinals, right? Yeah, ordinals. Yeah. 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 All right. So the MasterCard NFT lead has abruptly left the company uh, saying that he's been harassed. He's now selling his resignation letter as an NFT. You interested? Um, pass. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not exactly sure what's going on there, but uh, interesting move. Apparently still a believer in NFTs. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think All people right. believe themselves a star a bit more than the rest of the world, maybe, but you know, yeah. go for it. Yeah. Well, no, not going to comment much on, on what he's on the allegations. I have no idea what's going on there, but anyway. Proof, this is, ah, I was excited to see this one. Proof is, has their new uh, Rails collection coming out. This third collection, uh, they've got 20 artists once again. So they are, uh, I don't know if you, have you looked at this at all, George? Have you checked out um, any of the info on this mint? I haven't actually seen when this is happening. Uh, let's see. Well. It says on the 17th, they opened up Grails yeah. 3. I, I do have it. I can't give away my source, but I, I do happen to know that, like, you know, Kevin, Kevin Rose has been preoccupied with other issues. And so I'm curious how uh, these continued Grails types of projects continue on. And there's like a little bit of a question whether that, like getting that mint, um, that mint pass uh, is, is worth the expected reward because it is a uh, it's a gamble. I mean, like I'm talking about NFT, but it's a gamble inside of a gamble, which means that you fork over for the mint pass and then you get something that you don't know what it is going to be. It could be an X copy or it could be a copy who, copied who. It is a high yeah, range. So we do have the artists here. So Sophia Crespo, Killer Acid, fan of Killer Acid, how she pieces, Maxine Zeskoff, Ryan Koopmans, uh, John Gray, uh, I don't know how to say this one, but Zero X TJO, uh, has been a very popular super rare artist. Pieces go for, I mean, 40 ETH plus of age. Rick Ustinbrook, hopefully saying that somewhat correctly. Yeah, Trita, Mike Tajima, RV Rainer, just had a big, uh, art blocks collection, uh, drop at a second one there. Iskra Velichkova, who part of Bright Moments Bar Drop in Mexico City. I know, and that was, uh, she's very popular on FX Hash. Uh, Alpha Centauri Kid, this is a artist that's uh, a glitch artist who's uh, done some collabs with, with X Copy, also a very super rare, uh, popular super artist. P Cause, KOZ, that is, that's also a popular art artist. Ruben Wu, popular on the uh, FX. And not on FX hash, but on that, uh, the Tezos network. Josie Bellini, an early artist and seer, or early crypto artist, and then Seer Light. So there are some big names in this. Uh, it's another impressive lineup. Uh, but yeah, interesting to think about, you know, how Kevin Rose's attention may be elsewhere after ooh, his, his hack, as we have discussed recently. 
Yeah, can you find how much? I'm kind of curious. What is the mint pass at right now? Go oh, I missed a couple there. Dead, uh, Def Beef, Zach Lieberman, Matt Cain. Oh, there are a few other big names in there that I had missed. Yeah, some some very big, uh, big crypto art names. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see what that pass is at. And got to make sure you find the right one. I'm yeah, sure I'm, I'm sure I'm getting all sorts of. Uh, Oh, fake, fake, uh, fake, fake, fake ones fake. out there. So I think I'm actually seeing these live. They've been exposed and already dropped out there. But so by the time you're listening to this, they are they're out there. If I understand the uh, the way these drops work, yeah, pretty high floor prices too. Seeing like 0.75 to definitely up into the ETH level. So I think with all these things oh. on rails, what I'd say is it is a wait and see. You don't buy initially, but like after a period of time, you may be able to find a valuable artist. After the the height has passed. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So that's why we couldn't find it. These have actually already missed that part of the, uh, the news. Well, there are the artists that, yeah, check out. Yeah. These are some impressive floor prices. They're all in separate collections here. All right. Well, we'll move on. So, uh, yeah, as I think art is, art is hot and, and NFTs and so big month in January, that's been hot. And the other, uh, it's an even different category, but open editions have been a big part of of, uh, of NFT volume recently. Uh, artists allowing for anywhere from a couple hours to even multiple days for as many mints as as people want to do uh, during that time period. Generally, very low priced, uh, but these have been huge recently. So we've got Nest Graphics, uh, early a crypto artist that just had a $2.2 million open edition sale. What bear market charge? Look at this. That's absurd. The open edition, uh, 0.069 because of the joke. Total minted 20,000. Yeah, this isn't the only one. There's been uh, Victor Mascara I saw, I think did a, is only 830,000 uh, uh Dollar airdrop, or not airdrop, but uh, open edition uh, just recently. And I've seen a number of very popular uh, open edition uh, collections uh, just all over the place, you know, and you do often see the price dip. So, you know, it's tough, you know, and, uh, you know, I, what I do like about this is that you see artists playing with the, the, the blockchain aspect of this being, you know, letting people collect or mint multiple of these and then being able to burn those for future additions. And that could be the only way that you can get them rather than, rather than making those new additions open to purchase. They are only open to, to using that, the previous token. So you know, it's a, a way to both, uh, keep collectors interested, uh, to reduce the, the initial supply and then make it feel like, well, you know, it was only, it was open for a full day and maybe there were 3000 did, but if you need to to burn two to get the next to get one, my maybe. other one that's of more value and you you yeah, can then constrain supply making a lot of sense a, to me and i get the game yeah i mean i like that i like that artists are are looking at that as it has i mean a way to add something to the art and you know i think that artists that understand this this you know what you can do with the blockchain are going to to really make a name for themselves here because we know it's not just about the, the what the NFT looks like. That's not the only value that can come from, from NFTs. I'm, I'm excited about the experimentation that's happening in that area. 
Well, if you're interested in the, because uh, we don't have an affordable project, but if you want the the Nest Graphics Open Edition, it's currently its current price is below the Mint, so it there did for .069. It is currently at .045 as recording this. So if you want to get yeah, in on, as we said, off one of the thousands, generally they go under that that Open Edition price. You do get almost everybody thinking, well, maybe I should get an extra one. I'll sell one later, you know, to recoup some of my costs. It doesn't always work. All right. Uh, we've got a, a uh, well, we've got a new airdrop. This is, a, uh, this is from Pseudoswap. If you've used Pseudoswap in the past, we're, we're checking this one out. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that we're back to, uh, you know, airdrop season where we're going to see a, a wave of NFT, NFT trading result from this, but, uh, you know, nice to see something out there and, you know, Maybe we will start seeing some some big airdrops make their way around again uh, the coming months. Well, good old airdrops. Although I don't have the activity anymore to to really earn any anything of significance. But that's you're right. Uh, it can entice more activity, even if that activity is just wash trading. <laughs> All right. So we've got that's what caught my eye. Manifold a uh, let's see NFT minting platform generally minting uh they are announced plans to start charging collectors they have mostly had no costs to use them as far as i know uh, maybe on occasion they, they did have some fees but as far as i know they have not actually had any fees they've become very popular with both art both artists art platforms are partnering with them as well um to to manage their mints and sounds like they are going to start charging fees i think it is yeah, while I don't like it as a as an individual collector, I think it is what we need to see from the industry as as we see this mature a bit. We need to see that these businesses can sustain themselves and not just rely on you know on on VC funding or something of that sort to uh, to sustain the business. Yeah, and that's manifold dot x y z. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very true, but. It's a good looking site, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely minted many projects through uh, through their platforms, and they've done a great job, and they're trusted, and I, it, it's worth a fee to me to to mint some place where I do uh, trust that what I'm signing is not going to drain my wallet. <laughs> there's there's apparently value in that now. All right, so Sundance just happened, and an NFT-funded film won a top prize at this. Uh, this was the film Kaladita. I had heard about this. I think I'd even been been approached by some people if I wanted to to uh, to buy NFTs to fund this. Um, I'm I'm impressed. I'm I think it I think it's cool. I'm glad that the headlines are you know some of the headlines are putting in the fact that it was NFT-funded. I think that. You know, people are getting the idea that NFTs aren't just uh, pictures of of animals. Uh, there, there can be different use cases. Yeah, and certainly for creating art, it's great to see that that funding go toward uh, something that is of of substance, not a rug pull, very real, winning awards. You know, <laughs> it's it's uh, you know, I read the first part of this title and it's an NFT funded film and I was like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> Wins an award for oh no, here we go. <laughs> Wins an award for the worst. 
Yeah, oh, right? they did it. <laughs> at Sundance, a top prize at Sundance. It's great. All right. This eBay is finally going to start doing something with a known origin. They purchased this quite a while ago. I mean, known origin, I think, sold at a, a pretty good time um, when you look back. Uh, but they said, posted their hiring for Web3 roles for that acquisition. So I'm glad they are not uh, forgetting about it completely. I, I mean, it was one of the early earlier platforms that have a lot of, um, they had a lot of early crypto artists on the platform. Um, you know, I am still a little, little nervous about eBay um, as a, a parent company. Uh, yeah. No way am I buying a used NFT. No <laughs> way. What if somebody's <laughs> opened it already? You know, those things are wrapped. I don't, I don't, uh, you gotta be careful. And I got nothing more to add there. All right. And this, (laughs) yeah, the perfect setup. Oh man, it, it, Kanto, this Kanto NFTs are so hot right now is the, the headline here. This Kanto blockchain, it seems to be the, the latest, uh, maybe VC pumping uh, network. Um, it's gone up something like 700% oh, in the yeah. past month or so. Um, so the NFT market on there, of course, is pumping even more because as we've talked about when these, when any of these tokens, oh, you, you don't see NFT treaty slow down. Uh, people get more excited. So I'm staying away. Just thought it was interesting that there's always another network that the people are ready to to jump into because it's going to be the the the, I don't know, the ETH killer that's faster and cheaper and you know we've heard it all right and somehow more secure too yeah if it's too good to be true it is um i don't quite understand it's on the ethereum virtual machine right it's blockchain running on the evm the what does that actually mean, though? Is it backed by Ethereum? Is it built? Is it signing? Is it borrowing? It, is it paying for its security through Ethereum? I'm not. Yeah, I don't know entirely don't know. how it yeah, is paying for the security. It doesn't seem. I mean, Terry, it, it, it sounds too good to be true at this point. Um, I understand that there's a lot of excitement. We'll say it says that there's, you know, oh, wait, it exists. There are no venture backers. Maybe I'm wrong about this one. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I've definitely heard a lot of chatter from VC types on Twitter about this one, which is what led me to think that it was probably be back on by them or manipulated or something there. There's something um, really yeah, about actually saying that, that there it's, there is no, there are no venture backers, um, you know, still got to watch who has those tokens, who has the early, uh, you know, who got access early. Um, but again, it sounds, it seems like there's always one of these and, uh, get out my, my general, um, approach is, um, if it's like you said, if it sounds too good to be true, stay away. Um, we've seen, we've seen many too good to be true scenarios in, in crypto and, uh, they haven't ended well. Yep. I, I agree. Um, when you're trying to jump on something that is, that is hot, you, you have already missed it, right? You're, you're playing toward the the cliff um you want to pay attention to uh how security is being paid for you want to be paying attention to the percentage of of holders and if you cannot get clean data on on those wallets those unique wallets and and who's holding it as well as how much is being uh 
basically minted every year, like how much inflation is there under the underlying currency. Like, uh, hopefully the group of folks probably listening to this have survived some of the most intense, dynamic, and ridiculous pondies and pump and dumps that you know what to look for. And, and you even know the signs before you, see, you don't have to dig too far into it. But maybe we're wrong. Who knows? But yeah, I agree. I'm staying away from that one. All right. As we mentioned, <clears throat> there's no project. You know, we did say like uh, there's some fun stuff that maybe you can find with some of these recent open editions running. Just keep in mind that like the open edition is going to be worth less <laughs> than you meant for if it is truly open for a period of time because there's just going to yeah. be a ton, ton I mean, of it generated. And we showed you just only one way. case example of even a successful one that then dropped in price, right? Because again, if your plan is to buy them and then sell them on the secondary, remember, the primary is still open. <laughs> I don't know. The successful from a collector's opinion may be different from that of, a, of the artist. I'm not saying that you don't want the artist to do well, but I'm not sure that I want one piece of a $3 million sale versus one that's relatively quiet and, oh, you know, people, not everybody gets access to <laughs> Um, I will say, though, I recently bought into an open one, the Amber Vittoria, um, mm. which was an open one. And, you know, the floor is 0. 0.008 if you really want something. Uh, I like Amber. I intend to ping her, be like, look, I collected this even though I didn't need to and maybe get her on a podcast eventually. Um, but I, I liked her work. So I bought um, I bought some of those. So There I you have go, done George. Work, work in the future angle. A future guest <laughs> angle. Nice Future work. guest angle. Future right. best angle. Are you ready for this topic? Let's get into it. Put a lot of work into this. What are the three <laughs> phases of an NFT bear market? And since I don't think we have truly, truly had an NFT bear market quite like this ever before that reached like so many and then dropped so hard, clearly NFTs have been around, right, since CryptoPunks. But in terms of mass market, here are the elements that I'm going to map out, and then we're going to play the game of where are we in the three phases of the NFT bear market. Number one, <clears throat> the dump. So the dump is in this phase, uh, the market has rapid sell-off, prices for NFTs drop significantly across. Investors who bought NFTs at high prices are trying to get out, reduce their losses. And yeah, you get it, dump. Number two, capitulation in this phase. We're seeing the market uh, kind of hitting its lowest point. Uh, majority of investors have lost faith. Uh, media has lost faith, and the articles are pretty much all negative. Uh, the market considered to be uh, oversold, and uh, only folks are remaining are truly degenerates. Uh, then, number three, still more pain, bottoming out. <laughs> the phase the market starts, maybe to show signs of stability, showing prices at uh, the bottom uh, and uh, they can level off investors been waiting on the sidelines so maybe somebody who still has some dry powder left waiting on the sidelines starts to enter the market we see taking advantage of some of the low prices in some of those value-based projects or premium uh blue chip projects Alrighty. so well what do you think Wh where are we <laughs> Yeah, you know, I guess if we're talking about the NFT market in general, I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm not as confident we're in such a bear market as 
everybody uh, seems to think, you know, I understand volumes may be down if we're looking at, and um, especially looking at US dollar prices, um, if we look at active wallets, um, we're not really, we're not that far off of where we were. Um, and just because we haven't had enough of a history, you know, it's almost, it's hard to say that it's, it's, that it's um, all that terrible for NFTs. I mean, we had a huge run up at one point and it hasn't maintained that level of, 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 uh, of interest. And I also don't think that, uh, it's, um, uh, it's as bad as, as, or we haven't seen people turn away as, as drastically as they have from, um, maybe some other areas of tech. One anchor point I will say, cause it's coming up on the super, super ball, the ball of all balls. Remember how excited so, we so, were the crypto, the crypto bowl last so year. Crypto. All right. right. And so like, maybe I'm marrying this a little bit, but follow me, right? There was, you know, extreme exuberance, you know, a, a year ago around this, right? Uh, two years ago, whereas the official crypto bowl, right? I mean, where, where would you mark that point of like extreme exuberance as a marker? Yeah, there was definitely more excitement about, well, I think there's more excitement about crypto at that time. And I think that the, the, I mean, obviously there's some, you have to tie NFTs to crypto somewhat, but I think that there, if you look at how NFTs have fared within the crypto industry, I think that it's done better than maybe, uh, you know, than maybe some of the, the early DeFi, um, protocols that were big in, in the summer of 2020 and really didn't maintain or even, uh, I mean, if that didn't survive, that didn't get any, uh, interest after that. And there, there are DeFi 2.0, but it really had to sort of reinvent itself where I think you've seen that there is a, there are, there are NFTs that are maintaining interest. There are people that are sticking around. There are people um, churning through NFTs in quite the same way that they did through that early, uh, DeFi summer. Um, and, and even some of the earlier crypto, I mean, crypto ICOs, I mean, we saw ICOs come to, you know, there's a wave of ICOs. They really came to an end. I, I don't see that happening with NFTs. Um, uh, and I think that NFTs, if anything, are, are, uh, maybe making more headway in the crypto industry. Um, despite crypto, crypto being in a definite bear market. Oh yeah. Make no mistake. We are definitely in that bear market. I think though, you know, starting off the year in 2022, like last year at this time, that was like, that was the last gasp uh, of something of high mm -hmm. volume inflated prices, I would say. And, you know, just. Yeah, a fair amount of froth still. Once mm -hmm. Ethereum gets kicked in the balls, I think that's the technical term. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. it. It's, a, it's a stomach drop there. Uh, we, we see the capitulation. We see the dump. Um, so we move from dump in that phase into the, the summer where we extend into capitulation. Like we're reaching its lowest point. And I'm like literally showing and looking at right now uh, the past year and a half of, of data from just looking at Ethereum up and down. And like we crater in call it 
uh, in like November of last year. Like that's, you know, we have, uh, we have a dump phase, uh, in early, uh, early summer. And then we've got, you know, I'd say capitulation where we are just like, well, that is just, we're dead. There's nothing going on. It, it is reaching some very, very low points, um, in terms of overall transaction at, at a fraction of where it used to be like a 10th of what it used to be. And now we are seeing just this year right now, just coming back alive. I think we're moving into the third phase. And this is why I wanted to do this. The sort of, I think we bottomed out already. We bottomed out. I think so. We found it. And this year for the year to date, we're up roughly 30% in transaction volume for, you know, what we're looking at on major platforms of Ethereum um, and, and Solana and some others. So, you know, it feels like there's less attention on the price now. Um, you know, it has, it was obviously a big fall from, from November of, of 2022. 20, uh, um, it just kept falling and falling and falling. And <laughs> it was a lot of talk about how bad things had gotten. And, you know, <laughs> certain point, we just, you know, it doesn't fall anymore. And some of the attention is off that, you know, and it, it's, uh, you know, I certainly hadn't noticed for a while that you know, how much uh, Bitcoin had, had increased this year. In particular, Bitcoin has outpaced Ethereum so far this mm-hmm. year. Uh, you know, I, I was a little surprised to see that. And that's, yeah, that's a good sign for, you know, if the, anything is doing that well. Um, and you know, I think in, in general, Ethereum has followed it. You know, it has been a time where I thought Ethereum may, may uh, lead. That has not happened. And, you know, whatever. It's, it's good to see that there are, uh, you know, I think we have reached that, that point where we're going to maybe go sideways a bit, but some of that capitulation has happened. Um, we have bottomed out a bit and, you know, now it's kind of going through, um, I don't know, to build up again, you know, it's going to be slow, I think going forward. Uh, but you know, we've washed out a lot of, a lot of bad actors, a lot of scams. Uh, well, I shouldn't. We have washed out the scams. There will always be scammers and, and, and new people to fewer come along. There's whacker fewer balls, scams, you know? but with less money, there's a few. <laughs> there's a few less people enticed <laughs> come into the space to do it. So you know, you got to wait for the prices to go up again to entice people to come back in. You know, but we'll have those waves. But it's okay for now. You know, I think we have. I think we have gone through a phase that is sort of. You know, we've learned a lot of. of Doing the same thing, you know, when I say we, the crypto industry has learned a lot of looking, you know, treating these mm, decentralized institutions as the same as decentralized. And, you know, I hope that we will move on to a new phase where we can utilize the, the, uh, the decentralized nature of, of, of crypto and, and really build something that is different than what is out in the traditional finance world. Yeah. And I, I want to also be careful here because I, I, I try to be uh, honest in my data reporting that it's not just volume, right? Because as you mentioned, crypto is up this year. So my like stat on like, oh, look, total volume is up based on fiat could just simply be like, yeah, dope. It's because Ethereum is up 30%. Uh, so I'll give you another look at this. Um, uh, one of the lowest days that I can sort of find, and I'm just going on overall Ethereum uh, transactions, that the, the unique buyers on a given day, I think at around October 10th, was 
maybe the most depressing of days for whatever reason. Uh, we had a unique buyer number of about 9,000. According to Ethereum, we had 9,000 unique buyers doing stuff on that day, which is not good. Um, now we're hovering around, um, just, you know, we're recording this in early February, unique buyers of 26,000 on any given day. So you, you even see it from the, the number of wallets participating on platform and interacting with it. So it's not just a, a raw USD. Oh, you know, volume obviously is just more valuable than measured and ETH to ETH to dollar. So I wanted to sort of be intellectually honest in, in doing this as well. Yeah, I think that's that's a good to put into numbers. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I can actually share a, a chart of the NFT users, and that's what I'm looking at when I look at some of these. You know, that we haven't lost all of the people, all the wallets that are out. When I say users, I should should be careful to clarify that is wallets. That's the wallets. Yeah, that's what we go on. <laughs> um, and you know, looking at some of my uh, charts here, realizing I should uh, I should relabel them as as wallets here. But you really see that, um, you know, we, we peaked in, you know, in, let's see, in January of 2022. And, you know, we've, we've come down um, from a peak of, uh, let's see, maybe 250,000 um, wallets. But we're still in the, uh, this, is, uh, this is weekly active wallets. Um, so we're still in the 180-ish thousand active wallets per week. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's... That's sustained. You know, we had a low back in November, just a couple of months ago. Um, but you know, since then, you know, we've really sustained something that it's it's been fairly consistent um, since early 2022 through now of, of that 150 to 180, 190 thousand um, active wallets per week. Um, you know, so it's not not necessarily growing, but we don't see we don't see people necessarily leaving. Either you know, we're seeing a lot of churn in different platforms, as as we talked about. There's been a lot of platforms playing with uh, different ways to incentivize users, and artists frankly are doing that as well with uh, you know, doing these these burn mechanisms. And that's good. I mean, I think that's what you need to keep people around. You need to have a reason. I know that I I have a lot of pieces that I literally just sit on. I don't actually look like an active wallet in many cases. Uh, you know, and I'm not, I don't have many reasons to, to do things with most of the pieces in my, my wallet. So, um, you know, interesting to think that despite, despite me being, you know, relatively active in the NFT space, looking at it a lot, I am not counted as a, a an active wallet at this point. <laughs> that is disturbing. Uh, all right. So an NFT bear market, some elements that it is coming to an end. Because we, we talked about number three, bottoming out there. Uh, some elements to look at, you mm -hmm. know, stabilizing prices, you know, that N NFT trends on at least, you know, high tier, high, high premium NFTs uh, begin to stabilize. Increased buying activity. So uh, like the wallet stats you're calling out. Increased demand uh, for NFTs, potentially new projects have that ability to hit in the millions. Uh, we have positive news and developments. As weird as this sounds, it's kind of like, you know, the, the media sometimes follows and it sometimes leads. And it's like, if it has been done sort of with the narrative of like, this thing is dying to, oh, look at these interesting things starting to pop up. We'll start to see like, oh, look at this social network popping up on, you know, as an NFT. Look at these positive integrations of NFTs uh, beyond just uh, <laughs> the, the crypto focused pieces. Uh, bottom fishing, 
uh, by certain types of investors, certain whales, I feel like might be doing a little bit more these days. I was curious to, to see our, our X copy holding. So one of the lowest, uh, one of the largest uh, minted X copies, actually, that's floor coming back up was interesting to see, may suggest some of that activity. Uh, and then one of the true signs that I think, and you, this is original here, the biggest sign that the bear market is over is that someone either buys Ponderware or Ponderware comes back to life and Mooncats start mooning. There it is. Well, <laughs> oh, that would be the sign that it's over. Yeah, I think oh, that's the sign that maybe over. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, uh, but yeah, it's you know they have left, so that yeah, we're, start, we know that we're start in the, the clock because you have got nine to eighteen months before that market's going back down, though. So that is the that's the hitch in the Ponderware thing. But yeah, that's a that's a good uh, pot. If, oh, yeah, it's Ponderware. No, but hold on, hold on. I, no jokes aside, I'm going to joke about that all of the time, and I am a pr- Full disclosure, proud Mooncat holder, as I believe you are as well. Here, here's here's what I would less say. Less proud, but I do. Then, oh. <laughs> all right, hold on. the The thought here is that actually uh, defunct projects that still have communities that are interacting with their NFTs, their their founders suddenly come back to life as they realize there's enough activity to warrant continued investment in the platform. And there's there's just going to be some of those, and so. I am, you know, interested in maybe looking at, all right, is there a community landscape lens that we would look at with regard to like, all right, the owner, the founders ran away, they're done, there's no more entity, but people are still holding and interacting with this thing. So is there a chance for revival stories? Um, Because there will be somebody that revives. What do you, what do you think Uh, of that? Am I like, am I like drinking something? Well, I mean, I know your dream is for Mooncats to be bought out. I have made by, that by, clear. Because I just for the perfect, I, like, I will replay I this clip and saying, be like, I told I you. I don't think Kevin Rose, I think his, the chances of it happening mm. maybe went down significantly. He will no longer be a buyer. No. Could <laughs> be. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there is this, this could happen. You know, we haven't, so the, the, the biggest acquisitions in the space, obviously, we, we talked a bit about this in, in one episode about acquisitions in the space. And, you know, it's certainly been CryptoPunks um, and, and MeBits being sold to Yuga Labs. I thought that that might kick off more acquisitions um, from some of these maybe overlooked projects that could use, I mean, legitimately just more exposure from, from some of these bigger companies that could give it to them. And we haven't seen that. And I'm skeptical of, of that starting to happen again. Um, what, what companies do you think make a, what NFT projects do you think make a good opportunity for, for that type of uh, acquisition? I would need to do more research on it, but you know, elements like the here, here are the elements that I would have to look at is there's still somehow an active Discord community. Um, there are mm-hmm. still sales volume that could be measured in days and not in months. So are there some mm-hmm. transactions happening? Has the floor been stable for 30 days within plus or minus, call it um, 0.1 or point, you know, point, if, if in that range, right? Has that found that that steady floor in that people are just holding and not sort of flipping to zero um showing that folks that like believe in the long term of the project mm-hmm. uh, was the 
group that originally had it, did, did they actually have cohesion or was it um, a sort of one and done? Were they trying to make a company or were they clearly just aping an ape, shoving shit on the internet, hoping for the best? Did they actually have an original vision and story behind it? Uh, enough so to grab onto it. Um, and and so like those kinds of things would be some of them, some of the elements there. I, I'm sure there are others and maybe it's worthy of an episode, but I'd be curious if you're listening still at this point, like, good job you. We are like 50 minutes on a podcast during a bear market. So you must be doing laundry or folding or like doing lawn yeah. yard work. I mean, good on you. You just woke up, you fell asleep. I think that's case, a sign. It's a time to wrap this one cats. up, George. I think we're getting on to, we're moving on to too many different my topics. You're this getting been, sleepy. All right. Thank you for joining this us. This been enough. Are you not entertained? All right. Good luck out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.